Back to the Off the Tips podcast. We're back for the thirtieth weekly pod, and I say it every single week, but we're racking these up and ACs away, gallivanting around Europe with with Monty. So to fill the void and the, that next man up man mentality that we talk about last time, TZ Thomas is in to fill the void. How you going, mate? You know, good, thank you. Yeah. As you were saying, um, I come from a flat that just has a, has a next man up mentality. So if someone can't make a flat meal, mate, next person just steps right up, and um, that'll be, that's me tonight. Speaking of the flat meals, who who was on tonight? Was it you? Was it you or? No, nah, no. Nah, um, I've just just got back into the country from um, Melbourne this evening, so no meal. But I think I'll put my hand up and uh, do tomorrow night. Oh, nice. Uh, so, Melbourne, what was the occasion and, and how was it? It's a great little spot, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, Mel- Melbourne's um, really good, actually. Uh, I just went over with um, two of the flatmates and caught up with um, an ex-flatmate for, we were there, I was there for about five nights and just sort of potted, potted about, um, went to an AFL game, which was really good, and then went to my first NRL game, uh, Storm versus Seagulls, which was really good. Um, a key takeaway is that um, I, I think I could do a roll through the middle in, in, the, in the NRL. I think in the 14 jumper and just come on, either play at hooker or, or or play back row. Yeah. Do you just think that you can just fill a gap kind of like you're doing now? Just just plug holes when someone goes down? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think just with my leg speed through the middle, um, I'll be, I'll, I'd be sleep. Would you, would you find your front fairly regularly and just get quick play of the balls? For sure. Well, mate, I actually went to an AFL game, oh, an NRL game this weekend. I, I travelled down to the Gong to watch the Warriors put on an absolute clinic at Wynn Stadium, which was was great. And you'd be you'd be keen to hear I had a, a couple of schooners at the Leagues Club there, which was pretty good value. Oh, yeah. What was the atmosphere like at the game? Uh, it was pretty good. There was there was a bit of chaos going on. There was a there's a few characters floating around that uh, that could have probably seen themselves. Uh, Doing doing a bit of time in the pen with uh, some of the stuff that was starting to occur on the back hill, but mostly wearing Warriors jerseys too, which was a little bit tough to see. There's just a bit of there's a bit of skullduggery going on at the top there, but hey, it was it was good to get amongst it on the on the hill with uh, with uh, a few people. There's a bloke uh, that really got around uh, Matt. Sam and I, he was uh, from from the Wharfs. He he worked on the Wharfs and he was a massive Warriors fan. So give him a shout out. I I didn't quite get his name though. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm, I'm sure, whatever the case, mate, I'm, I'm sure he'll be tuning in. Well, mate, so you went to Melbourne and you didn't get on the famed Melbourne sand belt. It was not a golf trip this time. Nah, no, no golf trip. I didn't actually pack the stick. Simply carry on, mate. Straight through customs. Flew through, flew through customs and immigration. Um, I'd, yeah, it's really a bit of a hassle actually taking your sticks because you, you have to clean them down to the, um, to so they're razor sharp. If you if you don't want to be waiting an hour and a half. Yeah, that that is true. But you you did get out to some of those tracks last year, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I was unfortunate enough to get on at Royal Melbourne last year and absolutely loved it. Uh, we played the 
um, we played the East Course there, which was actually just um, the Asia Pacific top hundred courses in Asia Asia Pacific came out just the other week, and um, it managed six six place on that. Which so it was a really awesome course, like great test of your game. We played we played it off the tips, and um, my game certainly got found out. Did it? Yeah, I I haven't had the privilege of getting down there yet, but I'd I'd be hoping I had it a little bit better that when I head down there. That's that's definitely for sure. Yeah, I'd say um, work on if before you head down is high. You need a high ball flight. My my low scungy scungy one um flight just finds a bunker like because he's either bunkers at guarding the front and guarding sort of the surround. So if, so if you're not coming in from um a high apex um. Get get your lob wedge out, mate. <laughs> oh no, that that doesn't sound sound good for me. I'll have to put in some work in this in the off season and and get my game up to scratch and really try put it up in the sky. Um, however, um, speaking of uh, lob wedges, last just last week I picked myself up a new new brand new sixty degrees. So, um, that that's relatively exciting. Is it? Oh yeah, so. Has it uh, made its way out onto the course yet? Yeah, I uh, first shot. I hit um, driving down the middle, and I was and I was licking my lips. I had about sixty meters in, and I was like, "Oh yeah, first shot with this new puppy." Um, put it in close, and I proceeded to hit it about twenty meters. Well, just flub it. Yeah, just a big fat, and and it wasn't like an avocado being a good fat. It was a poor fat. <laughs> so, oh, so yeah, that's that's not what yeah. That's not what the doctor ordered. Did it? Did it put, turn up at all for the round? Did you find a way with it? Yeah, I saw signs. I think there's something there there for me. So I'll, um, I'm looking to, looking to get out for a couple of games in the next couple of days. So I'll um, I'll get back to you when I get on for pod three. Yeah, mate. That with the way AC and and Co are carrying on around Europe is a. I'd say you're going to be in fairly regularly. I think those boys haven't had a whole heap of heap of sleep, but I'll leave that for AC to tell that those tales when he when he comes back on the pod. But just before we rip into chatting a little bit of golf, uh, I put out on the on the socials to fire in some takes on TZ's last performance and and what what you thought of him. We won't read out the the bulk of them that we got. We just pretty sub substandard just yeah he was good really appreciated it kind of so they, they were getting getting around you but uh this one just came in from from mitchell and he labeled it hate mail it's, uh a playoff hole we we used to do we haven't really done it very often anymore because it's not great on the egos but he said tz last pod for spray spraying a bloke for having his top off at the gym is rocks in a glass house sort of stuff anytime the mercury is into double digits he'll be parked up with his rig out <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not too sure about that, but uh, I, as I would say, I've got a, I've got a cool body temp- temperature. So any time <laughs> it gets above 11 degrees Celsius, I'll um, I'll weaken the rig out. <laughs> um, mate, that that's I reckon that's fair fair play. You're not in in a gym. There were there's no turnaround yet. Yeah, no, nah, nah. to be fair, yeah, but I guess maybe maybe if I owned the house and it was just me in the sanctity of my own home, I shouldn't have to put shouldn't have to have to put the flatmates through um having to look at my port rig. <laughs> uh, we got a couple more just coming through from Matthew, just more perspective chat. 
I think that was a that was a key when you when you had some perspective chat, and I I heard it come up uh, on the state of origin the other night when Damien Cook was was holding his child, and Paul Gallon asked him, "Does this put things into perspective?" I thought of you straight away. Oh yeah, I guess um, maybe I was onto something there, but um, I'd pro- I'd probably say I have the least expect um, perspective having not having a kid myself. Mm, yeah, that, that's true. But you can have perspective on on other things. Is there anything else in life that you could maybe give you more of a perspective? Mm, nah, nothing off the nothing off the top of my head. I guess people say just you know having a kid is is just is is the the shit. So I'd say I'd say uh, just keep it at that. Yeah, maybe that that's. Fair play. And then just last one from, from me was actually from your brother. He said, ask him about his 85 on his home track last week in a glass dome as well. So it was obviously a tough debut for that lob wedge and tough day, day for TZ on the on the Templeton GC. Yeah, I hope you noted that I was steering away from mentioning my um, – my gross score there previously. Yeah, I only wanted to talk about um, my sixty degree wedge performance, but yeah, no, it was um, that was a tough eighty five. Uh, I I did a bit of soul searching on the car ride home. I I let David drive. Let David. I let David drive, and I just sat in the passenger seat and really just had a good hard look at myself. Is that the is that your worst gross score in in quite a long time? Is it? Yeah, yeah, that no, would yeah for sure. Like the course was just playing absolute, was playing like a bog, which is, should almost make it easier because you can fire a few pins. But I just had the big fats, and I just um, I was nowhere. I was nowhere mentally. Ah, oh, that's mate. That that happens, and that's that's all right. And fuck, it's it's not the the worst worst result, mate. You, you get those out of the way when you're not trying to post a number and at a local open. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Save you, um, save you good stuff for when it matters. Coming, coming down the stretch, mate. Did did anyone get into your DMs and and have anything to add about your performance on the on the pod? I've got one more, but uh, you go first. No, a few folks sort of um got around me, which which was nice. They um they, they seemed to enjoy what what I sort of had to say. But you, someone reached out to you and said, ah. Uh, Oh, Thomas, um, he reminded me of Jimmy off South Park. And <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm I, not a South Park man myself. So I obviously, as you do, went on to Google and had a look at Jimmy from South Park. And I was like, is this, is this boy getting around me? And then so I spoke to my esteemed colleague next to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, what's Jimmy from South Park like? And he goes, oh, mate, he's an absolute nutter. Is he is he not an upstanding citizen? Nah, nah. I'd say I'd say the bloke um, definitely had a crack at me there, but nah, that's play <laughs> on. I and it's um, it's actually not the first time I've been um, compared to a cartoon character. Uh, for a bit there, I was being called uh, Donny Donny Thornberry off the wild off the wild Thornberries. Was that was that voice based or looks based or what? <laughs> I'd, I'd 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 hope it's voice based, but now nah, he's just yeah. the bloke that can't string a he's the bloke that can't string a sentence together just because he gets too excited. Yeah, I think that's maybe it's just I don't know if it's the actual sound of your voice. It's more probably just the the speed. I think that 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 probably probably got him. But hey, look, mate, we take the good with the bad here, and you know, like 
like everyone with that next man up mentality. It just it doesn't matter unless it comes from your inner sanctum. Yeah, mate, I'll I'll be rolling with them. That's for sure. Water off a duck's back. Well, I suppose we should get on to chatting about some golf. The KPMG Women's PGA Championship was on over the weekend, and Ruoning Yin from China, twenty years old, gets the job done. Was absolute nails down the stretch. Uh, Rosang, who we've talked about at length on on this pod, and who's made global news, made a real run at it late, made a had a hot front nine, but kind of let herself down on 13 and 16 making bogeys and then put one in the in the drink on 18 to all but kind of rule herself out of contention. And and Yin just made a pretty clutch birdie putt on the last to to win the tournament. Uh, you would have been in Melbourne, TZ, so I can't imagine you caught a whole host of this, but it's, I bring it up more so to talk about Lydia Ko's display. Just pretty tough scenes from her. T for fifty seventh at six over par. Just, geez, are we are we worried about what what Lydia's kind of fronting up with at the moment, or are we going to give her a bit of time over the course of the season? Nah, I, I, I'd give her time. I'm, I had a look before; she's still still third in the world women's world rankings. Uh, she's and she's got plenty of um, plenty of runs on the board. So I'd just say um, if she hasn't sort of sort of gotten the groove by the women's British Open and that sort of swing of events, you'd be having sort of second thoughts. But nah, she'll she'll come right. Well, that's probably the the good thing. Uh, next week though, there is the women's US Open. So. Well, the week after, sorry. So at Pebble Beach. So it's a pretty quick turnaround for Lydia and hopefully she can put herself in the mix there. And it's just great to see that the the girls are playing at these top, top tier tracks at like Pebble Beach in a couple of weeks is mm-hmm. going to be so good. Yeah, um, it's sort of slightly, not slightly disappointing, obviously there's great golf tournaments um, basically every week these days are over over the various tours, but it's quite tough that you, you come off like a, a US men's o- open where it's sort of like high, high octane and sort of um, high content levels and you're, you're sort of, everyone's on a sort of a high. And then, so it's sort of quite tough to sort of then come down and watch watch a lot of the sort of the week after. And that's why you sort of find like on the PGA Tour, sort of like the Travels event sort of doesn't quite get as much sort of as coverage. You sort of go down, down, a, down a tier usually. I think what they've tried to do is they've tried to put those designated events straight after the majors, and it just kind of hasn't really worked that well so far. Because, like you said, it's it's pretty hard to stay up for for an event like that. Because it, I hate this this quote, but it is what it is, isn't it? Really, like it's just it's just another PGA Tour event with a really good field. So we might as well head straight over to. TPC River Highlands on the PGA Tour, where Keegan Bradley got the job done uh, in pretty pretty benign and easy conditions at a golf course, 23 under the winning score. It was looking for a while there like it was going to be lower than that. But just, yeah, Keegan Bradley's starting to play some really good golf. He's He won. He's won already on tour this year or maybe at the end of last season and he's been kind of putting himself in the mix pretty regularly I just want to hear kind of your opinions on on Keegan Bradley as a as a player 
Yeah, he's obviously people. People often forget that he's a, like a major champion and like won the 2011 um, PGA Championship. So he'll no one will ever be able to take that away from him. So, but no, like that's his, I think that's a sixth win on tour now. So he's sort of built, building out quite the resume. Uh, I was just reading an article regarding his. Um, he's actually on a bit of a weight loss journey at the moment. Uh, he's he's shred 15, 15 kilos in the last five months. Uh, I was, Is that? Would you he's, put that, his success down to that? Oh, he's, he's oh, he more just said that he realised at the back end of last season that he was sort of getting fatigued when he was coming around the turn, and <laughs> um, so that he and he, he sort of needed to do something about his um, about his health. So he just changed his diet and just he, he dropped fifteen kilos as a result. So uh, good on him. And uh, he was surprisingly coming off a missed cut at the US Open. So he sort of um, found some game from nowhere there. So. Um, good on him because he was 21 under through three rounds. As you said, like you'd think, you know, 25, 26 under would have been the winning score, but I guess 23 and 23 under was enough to get the job done. Just the way he swings it is just quite hard to get around. And look, fair play to him for losing that amount of weight. I didn't, I never, I can't remember looking at Keegan Bradley and thinking he, he had 15 kilos to lose. Really, like that's quite surprising. You know, he was in the. He was. He said he was in the ton club there for a bit. Um, it is. It is worst. Yeah. What do you, What do you think of his his uh, aim point takers that he's been running? Yeah. Oh, it's. He's always sort of been um, pace of play, sort of been sort of an issue because he his his pre shot routine's pretty um ungainly. But he's actually he's credited his part his his. Because uh, he obviously used to be a, a belly, a belly putter person, and that sort of when that was banned, sort of threw him, and he's sort of gone to aim, gone to aim point, and actually credits that for his um, upturn and his putting. And he's another man like Wyndham Clark, the winner at the US Open. He's gone to that same putter that Ricky Fowler had, that Wyndham Clark has. So, oh, how do you handle one of them? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I, I'll make a down payment on one. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I could be keen too. The way I've been rolling the rock, but. Look, yeah, I, I don't have an issue with aim point. I know AC thinks it probably should be banned. Uh, just, But I, I, this might sound bad, but I just have a problem when I watch Keegan Bradley do it. I just, I, I don't know why. Like, it just the way he does it rubs me the wrong way, and that could be totally unfair. But I just think, like, it annoys me when I see him and his, and his Jordans and his flat peak and he's two feet away from the hole. Figuring out if the one, two, or three percenter. Yeah, yeah, just, just just get the ball in the hole, mate. Have you ever considered going to aim point? Now, look, I don't have the mathematic ability and the patience to to work it, so I'd I'd stick to just um, hitting and hoping, really. We're just going to rush over the golf today, guys. Uh, as you can tell, the boys had a pretty busy weekend and didn't didn't catch a whole heap of it like like we would have liked. But just rattling off a few names that uh, finished finished strongly: uh, Zach Blair and Brian Harmon in the tie for second. Which I thought Brian Harmon is posting is at the top of the leaderboards very very often at, at the moment, and I think it won't be long until we see him maybe take one of those, take that kind of next step, I should say, and, and maybe win one. And mentioning Zach Blair, obviously his best finish on tour, and he, he's missed 10 of 16 cuts this year, so he, he sort of he needed that for his, basically for his season and his card, so he's moved inside the top 100 on the FedEx Cup, so we might see him 
see him around next year. He might benefit from actually having a last name, considering he's just got two first names. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that could be true. And uh, a tie for fourth was Patrick Cantlay, Chez Reevy, and Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler, I don't think we need to talk about him more than we, we kind of already do on this podcast. A, another great week from him. Just a, a ball-striking masterclass, and it's kind of starting to look like he's turning it around a little bit with the putter. But, geez, he'll, he'll, when he's playing this well, he's probably – Going to want to start winning some of these. Yeah, 14 top 10s this year already. Worst finish tied 12th. So I'd, he'd be, um, if, you got him, if you got on him every week, you wouldn't, you're not t- too far away from winning some decent coin there. Nah, you, at least you're on the hunt on, on the weekend. And Rory finished in a tie for seventh with Denny McCartney. And just a, a shout out to podcast favourite Minwoo Lee, T9, along with JT, who Geez, it takes some some ticker to back up after a um, after a US Open he had and and be at the top of that kind of leaderboard. So fair play to him as well. Uh, a good finish from him, seventeen under. AC's not here to deliver it around the grounds and and playoff holes this week, but we've already covered Lydia and just over on the DP World Tour. I just want to shout out a a great finish to. Dan Hillier, just T3 at the BMW International, like his best finished on, on tour to date. Uh, this is, I saw a little bit of him through the middle of the night when I kind of woke up to, to have a have a drink and I just would, would sit up. I left it running through the night and just would, would catch catch bits and pieces here and there while I'm half asleep. But, geez, what, what a finish from him. And he's trending in the right direction, isn't he, TZ? Yeah. Um. Again, like like I mentioned, Zach Blair before, he was um, Daniel Dan Hillier sort of coming off missing four of the last five cuts. Uh, um, moved into semi seventh on the race to du- Dubai. Um, best finish, best, um, biggest check of his career so far. So nah, um, awesome to see, and um, let's hope that um, he can build the momentum on to next week. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and a shout out to Thurston Lawrence who. Won that event, uh, his best finish since his since his last one. So, fair play to the man from South Africa. Um, think about all those the good South African golfers that you know of. Um, Thurston Lawrence is actually the, the top ranked South African golfer now. So that's sort of uh, it's a bit of a nugget for you. Oh yeah, that's a great that's a great bottle cap question. That just before we rip into playoff holes, back for. For the first time in a couple of weeks, yeah, there have been some updates in golf's big merger between the Public Investment Fund and the PGA Tour. It's been pretty breaking news, and there's been some some updates in the framework. So, TZ, can you tell me what you know about the the framework that was outlined earlier today? Yeah, I, I scanned my eyes over the uh, framework you sent through, Cal, and it was. Um... It was quite it was quite heavy actually. Um, there was a bit going on there. My sort of bit takeaway from it was that obviously they want to create a one entity between the two parties, and just that they sort of they want to pull their assets with. Um, they're actually having diff- slight difficulties in in valuing the assets of both parties. Just obviously, I'm sure like yourself, Cal, the PGA Tour have lots of in- intangibles that they bring bring to the table. Uh, you, are your bosses well aware of the in- intangibles you bring to the you bring to the table? <laughs> uh, 
I'm probably not sure about that. Uh, what do you think mine are? Uh, I'd say maybe really good around the group, just really get in and around the team. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. But um, back on track, uh, they sort of um, the PJ Tour have sort of they'll have the it, well, this is what the framework stated that they'll have the controlling rights and uh, the controlling voting right at all times, where the the PIF um, will have a non-controlling voting right, which is which I'm actually not too sure what what the difference is, but I I do I am aware that the the PIF leader is going to be the chairman and Jay Monaghan is going to be the CEO, so. I'm sure that that'll sort of be an interesting power power dynamic there, but it's clear that this framework that they've set out is is um, still subject to actually official execution, and the, the major details are still yet to be um, even um, agreed upon. And they'll lift a, a, a timeline of 30, 31 December to sort of try try um, knuckle everything out. So I guess we're just going to wait with bated breath to see what what happens there. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how it all, all plays out. I know it's kind of subject to everyone's imagination what what is gonna what golf's gonna look like moving forward. And like you said, all we can do is is kind of wait. Mm, yeah, and they, they sort of touched on that they want they really want to unify the world rankings between um, between all the tours. So uh, that can only be a good thing. Like I remember uh, Bryson DeChambeau came out before the US Open and called the um, the rankings a joke, which which sort of like they pretty much are, considering you've got blokes like blokes like him and DJ so high highly ranked when that they get they're in contention basically every major. So yeah, for sure, it's going to be interesting to see what unfolds with the actual product that is Live Golf. I know there's heaps of rumours floating around that oh yeah, if you're it's not going to be here next year, or no, it's it's gonna it's gonna go ahead. It just kind of depends whose agenda you're pushing, and in reality, no one really knows. So we've just got to kind of take it from there. Right to wrap up the pod, back again after a few weeks, uh, our playoff holes, and we'll kick off with teeing off. TZ, do you do you want to kick off this week? T one up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. My teeing off um, moment of the week was we were sort of sitting having a meal in Melbourne at a cafe, and uh, this sort of young bloke sort of leans over and says "g'day" to us and asks like, "What's it? What are good tourist sort of spots, things to do in Melbourne?" And we sort of let him know that oh, we've only just moved. We're, we're sorry, we've only just got here. We've we've literally had our legs on the ground for a couple of hours. So we're probably not the best folks to ask. And then so um, David gets chatting to him and asks, oh, yeah, I'm like, what do you do? With, oh, where are you from and what do you do? And he goes, yeah, no, I'm from Switzerland and I'm a golfer. And we're going, oh, yeah, well, this guy might play on the Europe, on the DP World Tour. And so, so we go, oh, yeah, what do you play off? And he goes, oh, no, I play off five. Like, what, what's going on there? Do you, <laughs> maybe he's just come over to to experience the Melbourne Sandbelt, mate. Nah, because then we said, oh, what course are you playing? He goes, nah, I didn't pack my didn't pack my sticks. It's not a golf trap. Oh, okay. That's pretty rogue then. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. And then, especially when he says he's on a five handicap, I, um, I wonder what the GST on that was. But, yeah, I'm, I'm really not sure about what being a golfer had to do with anything, what it had to do with the mm. price of fish. 
<laughs> nah, that's that's absolutely that's that's pretty rogue. Were you were you a bit rattled by that? Yeah, David sort of tried to brush him because he he said afterwards that he was worried this bloke might ask to hang out with us for the day. Oh, okay. Did did Dave tell him? Did he ask Dave how how good a golfer he was? And did Dave tell him that he's an unbeaten nah. penance player? Nah, nah. Dave, he obviously wasn't a shouting around because Dave was pretty blunt to him. Okay, <laughs> that's for sure. I'm I'm taking off to this week on uh, people who can't can't control their dogs on the on the leash. So uh, I went down and watched some club footy, and this this dog just got loose on the field for a good five or six minutes on on Saturday, and then that wasn't enough for me. I went out for a for a bit of a blowout, bit of a trot round around the cabaret area and was running last night and this just lady was just walking with her dog on, on a leash and just couldn't rein it in on the footpath when I was trying to run past. It was a real narrow little area too. So I had to kind of just get get some fancy footwork out that you'd see see at the line when I'm trying to play the ball and get and get around it. But hey, it was I just I just think there's you need to be able to control your pooch on a on a leash when you when you've when you're out walking yeah simply just comes down to a bit of dog etiquette really just um control um control what what you own and um everything will be fine yeah for sure <laughs> we'll move over to cal's pro tip for the week and bit of chat about this earlier in the part about uh putting so this is more about about putting grips. I'm gonna say chopping and changing your putting grips during a round doesn't mean you have head noise. It just means that what you're doing is not working. Oh yeah, that's that's an interesting way of looking at. But now I, I don't want it. Yeah, because I was uh fresh back out of the course after a few months last week, and I was I was chopping and changing around just because I had the yips from like four feet and just wasn't even hitting the hole too easy. It was pretty poor and I was just chopping and changing. So I went to the left hand low for a bit. That feels okay inside, kind of inside four feet, but outside of that, I don't love it. Yeah. um, Maybe also another um, glass half full way of looking at it is that the next change of putter grips that that you do, you're one step closer, closer to really filling it up. Yeah, mate, that's that's exactly the way the way I'm looking at it. I uh I think next time I, I head out it might be time to maybe pencil or claw grip and, and maybe look at it that way. Yeah, I did I did claw for about twelve months there and uh I was I was pretty mentally unstable but it, <laughs> it got me through. <laughs> yeah, uh, who knows where I'm gonna look next, but mate, I'll tell you where we can look and to wrap up the playoff holes is a new segment that we're going to bring in listeners when, when TZ's on, when you're blessed with TZ and your eardrums on your work day, you, you're going to get TZ's non-negotiables. And I'm going to give TZ a kind of a situation and he's going to say list off his, his non-negotiables for that situation. And TZ, what would you say a non-negotiable is in general? A non-negotiable is just that um, – something that you just can't walk past. 
just it just must be done and no questions asked. You, you can't even compl- you, you can't even expect to get a sort of a slap on the back once you do it because it's that much of a non-negotiable. Yeah. Okay. And we're gonna go for TZ's team golf non-negotiables. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So one I've got when you're playing a match. Uh, and say we're playing singles matches here and you win your match and non-negotiable is you get on the bag for your playing partner and you try and nurse them home. And Love that. I will um, do, as, do as I say and not as I do. I um, One time I was playing and I I won on about the 14th hole and my playing partner was well, he was deep, he was all square and he was gonna he was, go, he was definitely going down eighteen and I had a look at the time and I saw saw that the gym was about to close. So I said, Oh no nah, mate, I need to I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get in my wagon and I need to drive to the gym here to get my shunt in. So I yeah. copped a bit of a spray there but um, never again. Yeah, rightfully so too. That is that's pelican behaviour that. Yeah, yeah. So then second one, um uh You've got to, everyone in the team's got to, if you can, watch the first tee shot. Just really get, get around your teammates. And you might feel like you're putting a bit more pressure on them, but it just creates that much more of an atmosphere. So that's that's two. And then and then three is um, uh, if your playing partner or your teammates having a rules dispute, really go into bat for them. Really just uh, get around them and make sure, make sure they're not getting shafted. Mm, yeah, I, I like that one. Uh, who have you have you had some some good rules debates with officials? Oh no! Nah, one one thing that stands out is we were, I was coming out about this the second to last hole of a of a tournament. It was a, it must be, it was a secondary schools tournament or something like that. And the bloke, uh, I played the wrong I played the wrong ball. So I played my playing partner's ball, and because he sort of he sort of changed his ball, um, and I didn't he didn't sort of he let the other boys know, and he didn't let me know. So I didn't think he was playing a tight list. So I I just stood up stood up and hit my ball, and then he goes, "Oh no, mate, you hit my ball." And so I was I was pretty dirty on him, and I was I was pretty filthy, so it just had to cop had to cop the two shot penalty, and so that that was sort of a, a tough pill to swallow, but um, oh, won't that won't make that mistake again. No, for, for sure. That's all. That's definitely a, a one-time mistake and kind of a comedy of errors there, really, isn't it? But, hey, you were none the wiser, but mate, mark your ball better. Yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be better for it. Don't you worry. Well, team, that pretty much wraps up the pod this week. Uh, we, we did just glance over over the golf this week, but I hope you got some enjoyment out of the this week's pod. But TZ, any parting words for the listeners? No, no. Have a good week. Swing them well, and um, I might see you on round three if I um, if I get if I get the pleasure. Yeah, it's looking more and more likely with what's happening over over in the <laughs> European country of the Czech Republic. So. <laughs> TZ, I'll catch you next time and cheers for tuning in, guys. Catch you later, fella.